Hello everybody, I'm so happy today to have one of my friends and colleagues, Renata Bernardi, with me on the podcast. Now, if you don't know who she is, you have to know who she is. There is nobody better in the world that understands job hunting and career transition than Renata. And Renata, I love what you say in your, um, in your bio, which is you're really trying to rebalance the relationship, the power relationship between employers and employees. And I think it's interesting how it's gone to and fro between COVID and back and it keeps shifting. But also there's been a lot happening just with AI and everything else. And I think there's just so much we can learn from you today. But before we start, I was trying to remember how we met and I swear it was through a friend of ours. But I remember us being on a stage where we spoke about our experiences as immigrant women in Australia and some of the challenges. Is that your recollection as well? I think the stage and that um, um, presentation that we did was a bit further into our, We were friends already by then. Oh. And I also remember being told by a couple of people that we should meet. It wasn't just one person. One person that comes to mind is Div Pillai. So mm. maybe you can invite her for an interview further down the track for your wonderful podcast. But there was one other person as well, Mary, and I think we were really uh, supposed to, to be friends. And I'm so glad that we are because you've been an important person in my life and especially, you know, in helping set up my, my coaching business. You've been such a great mentor. So thank you so much. And we've been co-mentoring each other because you helped me set up my website and actually this podcast series. So we were just really, really <laughs> lucky to get to know each other. Oh, so, can you tell people how you got to this point of starting this business, which is about job hunting, career strategies, um, and just general consulting? How did you get to this point in your career? Well, I think many people will relate to my story of really loving something all your life, but not feeling like you should engage with that passion because it's not the right thing to do. The right thing to do is to follow some sort of conservative route and do a proper um, bachelor and have a, you know, a serious career. But when I was very young, I fell in love with career counseling and, and career coaching, we had a, a family friend and she used to come and do Myers-Briggs with me and tell me, you know, uh, give me great advice as I was deciding on what to study. And often I wouldn't follow her advice. <laughs> and then, then later realizing hindsight that she was right about my personality and the things that suited me, whereas I was trying to fit in with society. And that really stuck with me. Um, and for, for some reason, over the course of my career, I kind of gravitated towards career marketing, career development, working in higher education. Um, and, and when I was not necessarily working with uh, people that were trying to find their path in life, I was observing and I was actively looking to develop my own personal career as well and in advance I have always been very ambitious and um, I always took notes of everything I've done. I've been taking notes about these things since 2008 so it's been a while. Um, I've also had um, a very um, interesting life where I moved countries. I had kids. I had my business and then I decided to go back to study. So I have a lot of lived experience that I think a lot of people 
fear, you know, those fears that we, those things that we want to do, but we don't know necessarily if they're going to work out. Um, so now that I am a coach, which I decided to do after I was made redundant from a job that disappeared um, at my last um, big role. I decided I'm going to give this a go. I'm going to invest five years in this. And if it doesn't work, I'll back, go back to the corporate sector. But honestly, I don't think I need to go back. I, well, it's only been three years and a bit, and it's been fantastic. It's been a fantastic ride. And in addition to my lived experience, now I have such an amazing amount of um a big sample of clients that I currently work with, that I worked with before, that really informs how I uh, build my career coaching framework and keep, continue to support other um, professionals. What is different about your approach? Because there's so many people offering LinkedIn, CV, career coaching, transition, but and job hunting, but honestly, they're not very good at it, are they? Like I hear these stories from people when they've been made redundant and they're given this transition coach or they're, or they're just trying to navigate this. What makes your approach different, do you think? Look, I think there are good career coaches out there for sure, but it's hard because it's not, uh, it's hard to find because it's not a regulated um, and uh, uh, profession. And it's also um, really varied. I think my secret sauce is the fact that I am very niche. I, I say to people, I work with professionals that are um, experienced, that have at least 10 years of corporate work experience. Most of my clients have way more than that. Um, I also um, work with clients that have white collar jobs. They hit, sit behind a desk and, you know, I narrow down to a comfort zone of my own lived experience of working in the corporate sector, nonprofit sector and public sector, but having that really executive to mid-level, mid-level to executive uh, professional experience. So that I think helps a lot because then you also know how recruiters operate within that, um, that realm. You know, the sort of jobs that come up, um, how employees think as I was an employer, I hired, I fired, I, you know, I, I, I went for jobs. So I, I kind of feel very comfortable in that zone. So that's the first thing that I think helps. And the second thing, which I think is the most important, is that I've been working on developing my framework for so long. I'm very strategic. I have um, um, private clients and I have group coaching clients. And I work with the same framework because it has proven itself successful time and time again. And it does not start with your resume or your LinkedIn profile. Those are tactical things that you go to market with. You need to do the, to preload a lot of work before you get there. And that's really raising self-awareness about what you really like to do, what your strengths are, what your career um, drivers are, what your personal values are. And it's a privilege. It is a true privilege to actually involve yourself and have that self-awareness and that um, personal and professional development of, of getting to know uh, what you want in life. But isn't it great that, you know, some of us <laughs> have that privilege. And, and if you can start, 
as young as possible is better. Um, I'm you know thanks to you. I'm now also involved in teaching because you've been uh, so great at recommending me for um, uh, a university program with master's students. And I think the earlier you start thinking about career design, career planning, thinking strategically and thinking long term, not short term, the better. But that's really, I think, what makes my framework so so successful. It's been really good. <laughs> Sounds like something people should do even if they're in a job and not even looking because, you know, sometimes it's even whether you take the next opportunity inside your organization versus going externally and moving on. It's not just for people, is it, that actually out of a job and looking for a job because all of us need to do this in our lives, don't we? Yes, I think, you know, you know, I have a podcast and, and I have a newsletter, a weekly newsletter. I see my role as educating professionals to think about uh, the time they spend working as 70% working for the organization and 30% working for their own professional and personal sustainability, development and career advancement. The fact that you work at a job doesn't mean that's all the time you spend thinking about your career. It needs to sit outside that day-to-day, -day, that um, rat race of the, you know, nine-to-five job. That tends to eat up all of your energy and all of your time, and it's all-consuming. It's what stresses you and overwhelms you, and then you never have the time to think, is it time to uh, seek another opportunity? You know, is this what I really want to do? Are my, my uh, experiences here transferable? Do I want to continue to work in the sector? People don't have the time to think about this. And also sometimes thinking about them by yourself can be very overwhelming and stressful. So if you have a coach that you can workshop these ideas, it starts to become more strategic and you can see a pathway ahead of you. So such important work. And if I was a person that's either thinking about these things now because I've heard this podcast or um, I'm out of a job and it's 2023 and I have I meet your niche criteria, what what is the process I follow with you? If I want to engage with somebody like you, what would happen? How do I get in touch? How do what what is the process and timeline people go through? Look, even if you are not in my niche criteria, <laughs> whoever you are in the world, you know, it's important for you to understand that in order for you to have a good life, uh, you need to earn money. And that means that you think need to think about yourself as you ink, right? You are a, a source of revenue, your um, experiences, your um, skills, your education will allow you to earn a living and to sustain your way of life. So you need to dedicate part of your time to understanding that you will need to do this for another 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. I don't know how old you are, but think about it in the long term. Our brain, unfortunately, was designed for a different time, a time where it was all about surviving and thinking in the short term was really necessary. We also didn't need to be very innovative in our thinking because all we needed in the tribe was one person to come up with a great idea and everybody else to follow. That time is way past. It's in the past. Now we need to be more agile. I mean, Marianne, I don't need to tell mm -hmm. you that. You are the agile champion of the world. <laughs> we need to be more um 
forward thinking. We need to be more uh, foresight uh, oriented, right? So we need to have the foresight to think what's ahead of me? What's ahead of my profession? What's ahead of, you know, the world? And in 10 years, you know, how, how am I going to continue to earn money in, in 20 years? So the, the more that you start thinking like that, and you need to practice that, that does not come naturally to any of us. The more you, you think about this as an exercise that you need to do the same way that you exercise at the gym or you, you know, it needs to be part of your, it needs to be part of your routine. And then over time, it would start become more, it's a pathway in your brain that you are going to develop, right? Yeah. So that is really what's, um, I think, important these days for you to um, think about your, your career. And you can do that at any time. Like I said, um, if you're still at work, if you have a job, most of my clients now are actually working. Why? Because if you've listened to me for the past six months, a year, two years, you know, usually people come to me after listening to my podcast or signing up to my newsletter. And then, you know, you know, that you um, need to dedicate a little bit of your um, career time, not to your job, but to your future advancement or sustainable sustainability of your uh, way of living. So yeah, so that's why now most of my clients are not unemployed and seeking work; they're actually fully employed and thinking about what their next stage stage will be. Oh, that is so important. <clears throat> I read something today to say you've got to be eighty five percent busy. And 25%, you know, reskilling, upskilling, breathing, taking care of wellness, etc. if you want to have a sustainable life. And I, I think it's true for business. Tell me how the industry is changing. So there's, you know, everything they can do with you. But if I want to find a job these days, do I have to use AI for my cover letter? Do I look on LinkedIn for a job? Like what's going on? What's changed in the last year, three years in your mind across this industry? Okay, so Marianne, this is what I think needs to happen to professionals in 2023 and beyond. You have to have an, a LinkedIn profile and a LinkedIn activity that showcases your executive presence, your experience, and your thought leadership in your area. So this is really important, not because you need to show off to everybody, but because you need to be found. LinkedIn works well when people are connecting with you, messaging you and saying, I'm a recruiter, I have a job for you, I want you to apply, here's the link, or can I talk to you? If that job is really what you want, your LinkedIn is working. If they are contacting you for jobs that make no sense to you, your LinkedIn is not working. And if they never contact you, your LinkedIn is really not working. So LinkedIn is like what businesses have. You and I have websites. They need to work for people to find us. They need to be easily found on Google. They need to be SEO smart. They have to have all the keywords that make people find them. LinkedIn is the same. Recruiters don't use the LinkedIn platform that we use. They have a different LinkedIn platform for recruitment where they search for people. So if they're looking for a candidate that has marketing skills, that's based in Dublin, that um, has 10 years of experience, that has worked in a specific sector, you need to show up on that first page when they search. 
Okay, so in addition to LinkedIn, the next step for somebody looking for um, sending great job applications and preparing well for job interviews is to start using artificial intelligence to support their job search. So a tool like ChatGPT is essential um, for job seekers, right? And you should not feel bad about using them. I received an email from one of my clients saying, oh, I feel like a fraud because I used artificial intelligence to help me write a cover letter. And I said, you work full time. You manage over 150 big accounts. You are looking to advance your career. You know how to do this job. Let artificial intelligence help you write this cover letter, right? And, and I think that that is really important, but you need to know how to do it. And there's a lot that you need to understand to make that cover letter shine because otherwise it will look robotic it will look like it's written by AI so um, I have some uh, resources that I share with people that sign up for my newsletter uh, a workbook that gives them prompts that they can use to write cover letters to do um, uh, sort of uh, analysis of job markets so some research get ready for interviews and you should never feel feel bad about using this because employers have been using artificial intelligence, data analytics, machine learning bots to analyze people's um, um, job uh, applications for years now. So now it's really leveling up. What that will do, however, Marianne, is that that first bottleneck of sending out your application is now going to be smoother for those who use ChatGPT, but that doesn't mean that you won't bottleneck downstream, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So you will learn how to make beautiful cover letters and do your job um, um, research and all of that, but then presenting at a job interview, feeling comfortable, feeling confident, learning how to understand people's body languages and how to converse at that senior executive level that if you are looking for career advancement will be important. So I don't think I'm going to be out of a job anytime soon. No. That's why I'm so passionate about educating um, job seekers to use all the, the resources that they have, but also to learn to invest in their careers, mm -hmm. investing themselves, not by doing a two-year-long MBA, that's not what I mean or want, but, you know, hire a coach to support you while you're going through that transition. Yeah, look, I think that is so important because I see people constantly going for another master's degree or another expensive qualification when actually if they do this work and get much clearer and then just do some micro-credentials and do mm -hmm. proper preparation, they could actually probably do a lot better as we step into skills-based recruitment. So, yeah. listen, I have a, probably a few more questions. Where can people find you, Renata? If they say, this is fantastic, I want to follow her podcast, I want to sign up for her coaching, where are they going to find you? Well, they can find me on LinkedIn. Let's start there. You should be on LinkedIn. Find me there. It's Renata Bernardi. You can look at uh, my name on the podcast breakthrough and you will find me. From there, you can go to my website. I would love for people to sign up for my newsletter. If you're serious about career advancement and taking care of your profession, then sign up for my newsletter. You can unsubscribe anytime. And if you do that, you will get my, my podcast and all art articles and, and news from me. So that's, I think, the best way to connect with me, Marianne. Thank you 
for giving me this platform to present to your audience what I do. I think you're doing an amazing job with this podcast and I'll certainly be following it from now on. <laughs> well, we are so happy to have you. This is our fun question, Renata. If you were stuck on an island all by yourself, what is the one thing you could not live without? And it cannot be your husband because I tried oh. that. <laughs> so what is the one thing you couldn't do without? Oh, my God. That is such a weird one. You should have prepared me for this. I've been watching a lot of Alone. Is that is that the name of the TV show where people go along? And I was very jealous of this gentleman who took a very big uh, salt rock you know those sort of pink salts <laughs> I probably would have to take that and I know it sounds really bizarre but people make fun of me Marianne when I travel and I you know I'm currently traveling yeah. I'm in Brazil I'm based in Melbourne I spent some time in Europe now because I have a son in London and I travel with a little bag of salt because I, I think food don't you know especially Airplane food. Salt. That's the I first know. time. That's wonderful. It's a really strange thing. It's it's a very Amazonian thing. My 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 father was born in the Amazon, yeah. and people that come from the tropics tend to use a lot of salt and sugar oh. in their food. And even though I don't, it's probably terrible for my health. But I have low blood pressure, very low blood pressure. Yeah. So. You know, yeah, I, and it I could know. make that raw fish. It could make that raw fish taste better, couldn't it? I, know. I love I... that. I love that answer. Um, you should listen to the podcast with my friend Basil Stander, who's a food futurist, because he was just, "It's going to have to be food." I'm taking all my favorite foods. <laughs> it would be a dumb so, thing to take to an island, Marianne, because I could probably figure out how to get salt from the water. So yeah. now that I think of it, I'll probably take honey or there we go. Or, yeah, yes. it'll else. be something to do with food. Mm, I love that. <laughs> what I take out of this conversation is something you and I talk a lot about. The future of work is very, very different. Mm. Um, the processes are different. If you don't understand the game, you're not going to play it successfully. You can't wait for your company or the government or somebody else to take control of your career and your skills and your life. You know, you are your brand, you are your skills, but it's also not about being showy or, or manipulating things. It's about being just getting to know yourself so much better, getting to know where you want to go and shaping it intentionally. You're not a victim of anything and you're not a tree. You can move, you can make things happen. It might take some time, but it's better to do it with a process that's been tested and tried and with people who have insight into the industry and with somebody who can sit alongside you and help guide you through that. Um, and that's what I've really learned about this, whether you are currently looking for a role or whether you are in a role, but you know that we're all probably going to have to work till we're 70. That's the new long life, right? If we're 100 years old. It's a long time. We're going to have to reinvent ourselves a couple of times. So yeah. I think that this is why I think that this kind of work will only grow in importance. Um, and I think that the work that you do is absolutely incredible. I don't think people realize um, just how wonderful you are. And I tell everybody about you, but I'm doing it one more time. If you would love, love, love all of you to follow Renata because it will make a very big difference to your life and to your career. Thank you yeah. so much for being here with us today. My pleasure, Marianne.